Hey everyone, Joe here, and welcome to the Not Your Average Joe Show. We've got a special guest. We've got John Ashraf on with us today. We're going to talk about how to overcome limiting beliefs and limiting fears. Stay right with us. I'll be right back with you. This is the Not Your Average Joe Show, where each week we bring you sales, marketing, and mindset strategies you need to get to your next level. And now, here's your host, international business mentor, Joe Soto. All right, John, welcome to the show. Hey, my friend. Great to be on with you. You had a lot of exciting things going on. I appreciate you taking time, carving it out of your schedule and being with us on a Monday. Listen, this is kind of like our Super Bowl week leading up to uh, our Brainathon on Saturday with uh, probably 150,000 people that'll join us. So exciting week, lots of work going on. And thank you for having me on your show. Wow. So for people that are getting on already early, they could just go to the thebrainathon.com, get signed up. It's free. John Ashraf, if people don't know who John is, I'll give you guys my introduction. So I first learned about John through where a lot of people have learned about you, John, through the movie The Secret. Yeah. I mean, that was a blockbuster. But more importantly, I started reading books by you. I read The Answer. I read Having It All. Are those behind you? Yeah, there's The Answer. Having it all, yeah. Size, yeah. Yeah, the inner size one is the newest one, I think, and it's my favorite. I really, I really like them all. I actually really like the answer as my other favorite, but the inner size book is, you know, it's a mind meld. It's it's a mindset training guide. You're going to give some of this information today because I'm going to ask questions and pull it out of you. John's built, I think it's five different multi-million dollar companies. He's one of the top mindset coaches in the world. Um, who trains people on how to operate at the highest, most optimal peak performance. And we've got him here. So let's take advantage of that and ask some great questions. Um, we've got some people who will be coming on from different platforms, different uh, Facebook and, and Twitter and YouTube and LinkedIn. And then if you're listening to this live after the fact, or you're listening to this as a recording after the fact as a podcast, make sure that you go to the Brainathon, just like it sounds, the brainathon.com and get signed up. He's got a huge event coming up this Saturday. We'll talk more about that a little bit later. Let's dive into it because people are here to talk about limiting beliefs and fears. We've got a lot of digital consultants. We have a lot of digital agency owners. We've got a lot of entrepreneurs on here. So let's start about it. Let's first of all, you talk about how we've got two brains that keep us stuck. I'm going to let you take it from here. What do you mean by that? Well, Everybody knows, you know, I always have a little brain, you know, sitting on my wall. Hi there, Ken Walls. Um, you know, so everybody knows we've got the most powerful biocomputer in the whole universe with very few people knowing exactly how to use it. But if we were to use a computer as an example, we know that a computer's got circuits that turn on or off and networks that connect uh, the circuits. And I like to help people understand that our brain has got a lot of these different circuits. So, for example, when we uh, set a goal, when we get on a show like this and we hear things that are inspiring us, we're motivated to want to do more, be more and have more. Right. But then why does it stop short of keeping us motivated every day, every week, every month, every quarter. Why is it that sometimes, you know, our imagination, what I call the, the Einstein brain, you know, activates and we're so enthralled with what we want to achieve 
And then all of a sudden, sometimes there's the Frankenstein brain that activates and the Frankenstein is thinking about, well, what if you fail? What if you do your best and you disappoint your self, your partner, your husband, your wife, your children? What if uh, you get up and share your thoughts or ideas and people go like, that's fucking stupid. And you're embarrassed or you're ashamed or ridiculed. And sorry for swearing, but we have these things, right, that, that are happening inside our brain. And yet we don't get any zero training on our brain in grade school, high school, university. Uh, and even if we get into, you know, psychology classes, it's very, very surface stuff as it relates to understanding how do I manage uh, my emotions? How do I self-regulate you know, when I am procrastinating or I'm sabotaging my my behaviors, even though I know what I should be doing. Yeah. Now, that's the stuff that I'm fascinated with is the deeper neuroscience and neuropsychology of performance. How do I build my business? We know all the answers of the how to. The question is, why aren't we? So that's what we can discuss a little bit more today. And we'll be diving deep into this in the brainathon for sure. Yeah. And I know people are, this is fearful times, man. People get, they get scared right now, but more importantly, I think when people are focusing on taking risks in their business, trying to go that extra mile or tapping into what they know they should be doing, like you said, and they get stuck. Um, there's a couple of things that happen in the brain when people get fearful. And I love how you talk about this and maybe you can shed some insight on fear in the brain and how it works. You talk about nurturing fight, flight and freeze and Maybe you can share what you mean by those concepts and, and what people actually do that that freezes them up. Sure. So it's, it's they're not even concepts. We know, you know, our brain's been evolving for you know five million years from the first, you know, um, uh, man, a human that, that's walked on Earth, you know, Homo erectus all the way through to Homo sapien us. Uh, and we know that our brain evolved in three layers. One is the reptilian or lizard brain. Right. The, the deep inside part of our brain, then the emotional limbic system, then the neocortex, the thinking brain, uh, et cetera. So we know that it evolved in those in those ways. And what we also know is that our brain operates on, you know, four guiding principles that determine, you know, almost everything. Number one is survival. So as we're processing 400 billion bits of information per second, our brain's wondering, Will this thing, this person, this idea, this goal, is there any chance it might kill me, either by eating me or literally killing me? Um, number two is, is this thing safe? Is there any, any type mm. of uh, spiritual, emotional, physical, financial danger here? Could I possibly get hurt and, and go into any type of pain or discomfort? Three, conserve energy to do number one and two number really well. And then four is what can I do to gain pleasure, whether it's through food, through sex, through imagination. So whenever we have goals, for example, let's talk about business owner. Let's talk about an employee that wants to make more money in advance. Let's just use that for now instead of yeah. your health or relationships or anything else. So let's say, you know, we read a great book. We watch a killer, you know, show like the one you have on. We, we, we go to an event and we see people doing what we want to do. We get motivated. Our dopamine uh, gets activated. We start to feel amazing. We want, we hope, we pray, we wish, we talk about, oh, my God, I want that. 
But the very nature of our brain and the way that the hierarchy of our brain works is as soon as that happens, this Frankenstein part of our brain gets activated and goes into a, a, a processor that is the what if, and it's negative. What if you do this and you fail? What if you do this and you're embarrassed? What if you do this and you're uh, uh, ashamed? What if you do this and you disappoint yourself again because you've made goals before like this? What if you do this and you lose money? What if you make the wrong bet? What if, so our brain is constantly processing all of the what if negative. Yeah. Guess what that does? That activates the fight, flight, or freeze mechanisms in the brain. And that means to some people, I'm going to procrastinate. For others, I'm going to self-sabotage the progress I was making. For others, means I'm just going to go do something that's easy and convenient. And so whenever we are looking to get outside of our current comfort zone, we have to also learn how to manage the automatic emotions that are triggered for safety first. Mm -hmm. And in the absence of skill, which is becoming more aware, um, there's a process mm -hmm. that I want to teach that I can share with people. It's called the 4R process. So I'll give people a, a skill right now that you can practice. The 4R process is recognize, reframe, release, retrain. Four R's. Recognize, reframe, release, retrain. So when we talk about recognize, the question is recognize what? And the answer is you've got to use mindfulness and I recommend every hour put a bell or an alarm on your mobile phone or on your computer. They all have them. Yeah. Get her to go on. And every hour, if you did inner size number one, it's called take six, calm the circuits. And since we have sympathetic nervous system or circuit or parasympathetic nervous system or circuit, when we're in a sympathetic circuit activation, that means that we're in a stress state. And in a stress state, Frankenstein brain is on high, 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 high alert. And so the first thing we want to do is calm the circuits. And we can do that really, really easily with six deep breaths in through your nose. Slowly, 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 slowly. And then when you breathe out through your mouth, the thing you should be doing is breathe out like you have a straw in your mouth. Slowly, slowly, slowly. Now, if you did this once an hour where you just deactivated the stress response, the doubt response, the anxiety response, the anger response, the doubtful response, the panic wow. response, the uncertainty response circuit. I love it. Okay. First thing you do is deactivate that in the six breaths. We can actually see blood flow shifting from the fear, uncertainty, doubtful circuit right back up to the Einstein circuit that left prefrontal cortex. Now, in that state, you're in a parasympathetic state or circuit activation, which means now I can do what I call is in, that, that first exercise or exercise is called take six, calm the circuits first. The second exercise is called AYA, A-I-A. And AYA stands for awareness, yeah. intention, action. So the question now is why awareness and you, you call this the, the core neuromuscles in your in your book 
You got it. Core yeah. neural muscles. So awareness is one of the core neural muscles. So when I can teach my brain to be in a state of awareness of my thoughts, emotions, feelings, sensations, and behaviors, right? When I can teach my brain, I repeat that, condition, teach, train my brain to be in a heightened state of awareness, now I can make something happen. What can I make happen? I can set my intention for the next 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. So if my intention is to be calm, productive, laser focused on, on lead generation, lead conversion, raising money, making more sales, closing that deal, upgrading my skills, I can now set the intention in a calm, relaxed way. Yeah. Then the A, the second A in AYA is action. What is one action step that I can take to move me towards my goal instead of being busy doing the activities that may or may not help me achieve my goals? And every one of us knows there's a huge difference between being productive and being active. Well, if you did exercise number one every hour, take six, calm the circuits, exercise number two, Aya, every hour, Guess what would happen? You would now train your brain to at least every hour do this on its own. And your brain will start to bring back feedback loops to you to say, hey, you're having negative thoughts right now. Switch them. Hey, the emotional state that you're in right now is in a disempowered state. Switch it. Hey, the behaviors you're taking right now are active but not productive. Switch it. So everybody knows we are creatures of habit. Right. And we are conditioned to have certain thoughts, emotions, feelings and behaviors over and over and over again. Right. Now, when we are deliberate through our awareness and our intention, we can now do something called re replace the automatic habits that we have that may be disempowering us or maybe helping us achieve the goals we're achieving right now. And we can activate our neuroplasticity switch to create new patterns on demand. So these are just some of the things that we're learning that we can do with simple inner sizes. And the four R process now is recognize my thoughts, emotions, feelings, sensations, and behaviors. You are a champion and an expert in reframing techniques. So now instead of say, you know, having limiting beliefs that disempower me, how do I reframe something that's a limiting belief into an empowering belief? So let me give you an example. Let's say after I do my inner sizes that I realize, you know, I'm thinking negatively right now. Like I think I'm not smart enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. What if I just did a slight reframe? All right. So I recognized I'm going to reframe a limiting belief from I'm not smart enough or I'm not good enough. What if all of a sudden I said, in the past, I used to believe I wasn't smart enough. And now I'm more than smart enough to achieve every one of my goals. In the past, when we put a frame in the past and we say, and now, then guess what our brain does? It says, okay, yes, that's I'm acknowledging that in the past you used to think this or feel this, but now and you state the affirmative of what you want, now you create a brand new neural pattern. And so the recognize, it starts off with that. Reframe is a language pattern reframe yeah. matched by an intention now of what you want to do. Now I retrain my brain by saying, okay, I'm going to take one inspired action towards this new, whether it's belief, this new 
uh, visual, this new productivity uh, behavior that I want to have. And now I want to retrain my brain to a higher level of performance on command, which then by doing it every day for five minutes at the end of the hour, three minutes at the end of the hour, if you just did that eight times during day one, at the end of the first week, at the end of the first month, you would develop a stronger new neural pattern that will replace the old one. There's some inner size for you. Awesome. I mean, everybody's commenting like, I needed this. I wish I had this an hour ago. You know, there's a lot of people that tell you to, to stop and breathe or take some deep breaths. That's not what you're doing. You're you're being more intentional and more purposeful with what those breaths are, holding it for six seconds, letting it out like a straw. These are, hope everyone, you know, some people are getting on here maybe late. The one I want to rewind and kind of go through you walking them through that technique. I love the four R process. Um, I love that you call these neuro muscles that you're developing because there's a whole lot of them. You talk about, uh, you know, besides awareness and uh, intention and action, you talk about, uh, you know, beliefs, habits, focus, and things like this. So let's talk a little bit about beliefs. Sure. Um, you talk about there's two different types of beliefs. There's explicit beliefs and there's implicit beliefs. Yep. Can can you share with everyone what you mean by that? Because I don't know that enough people have done enough exploration of what their own limiting beliefs are. How would they do that? How would they identify these? And how would they know the difference? Sure. So the first thing I'm going to ask everybody, um, maybe we can do some participation uh, work right now, is were you born with any beliefs? Were you born with any? When you were born, you had 100 billion brain cells, like little marbles. I call brain cells like marbles. But did you have any beliefs? Did you have any perspective on anything? Did you have any idea if you were good enough or not good enough, if you were no. smart enough or not smart enough, if you were worthy or not worthy, whether you could earn $10,000 a day or $10,000 an hour or $10,000 a year? Were you born with any of those patterns? And the answer is no. No. And so when we look at what is a belief from a neuroscientist perspective, okay, I look at a belief as a network, a group of cells that were created and then reinforced over time. And those belief becomes fixed in our implicit memory versus our working memory or short-term memory. So an implicit belief is different from an explicit belief in this way. If I asked everybody right now, do you think you're capable of achieving double your income in the next year or two? Almost everybody will declare, explicitly declare, sure, I think I'm capable. But what if you have an implicit, a deeper set of beliefs that say, but you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not worthy enough, you're not skilled enough, you're too young, you're too old, you've tried this before and you failed. What if you have a, 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 an explicit belief that is positive, but an implicit belief that's limiting you? Which do you think drives your perception and your behaviors more? Explicit or implicit? And I think you all know the answer. It's implicit. So the deeply ingrained beliefs that you derive, you know, from being around your parents, through your own experiences, through your friends, through your teachers, through whatever means you derived your beliefs, they're going to drive your behavior. And Victor says, train your subconscious mind. And he is 100% correct. If your beliefs 
at the conscious level do not match your beliefs at the subconscious level, you have what we call is neural dissonance or brain chaos. And a brain that's in chaos activates the sympathetic nervous system, the fight, flight, or freeze mechanisms of the brain, circuits of the brain. And so when that happens, guess what we do? We go back to what we're comfortable. Yeah. And that's why people get stuck, regardless of how many podcasts they listen to, how many books they read, um, uh, or how many courses they take, unless part of what they do is upgrade their skills to A, get rid of limiting beliefs that hold them back, B, manage the disempowering emotions that keeps them stuck or the ones that cause them to sabotage their success, C, upgrade their self-image to match the results that they want to achieve, um, and those three things hold people back. And so limiting beliefs um, hold people back. Fears hold people back. Self-image holds people back. And that's why lottery winners who win the lottery, guess what most of them do? They get rid of all the money. Why? Because the outside world of their results doesn't match yeah. their internal belief system or self-image. And so they get rid of all the excess stuff on the outside until there's coherence on the inside. So most people, most people don't think of this as a skill, though, that you're, you're you said, you know, upgrading skills. And you're talking about obviously not just your business skills, or your skills to interact and work with other people, but your inside, your mental skills, your the mental habits, the mental conditioning. Absolutely. And I know I know in the brain you're going to be going into this oh, yeah. deep diving. I talk about one of my favorite books being Psycho Cybernetics, which hits on self-image. You guys are going to go deep in that oh, at, at the brain yeah. Which, by the way, for anyone listening or anyone watching, is free. It's in this. And we're going to talk a little bit more about it here towards the end, but I want to keep going because we got John right now, and I want to make sure we 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 talk about this. You talk about using um, fear as fuel. Um, maybe you can elaborate on that a little bit. Sure. Um, I mean, everything that the and what the cost of fear is. This is okay. a big stopper for people. There's the, uh, I want to re- just imagine this for a moment. I'll, I like to give you real visuals. Okay. Please imagine for just a moment, you're driving your car and you're having just a really nice, beautiful day. You're feel good. Um, you've had a really good, let's say morning. It's afternoon. You've just been with a friend or family member for lunch. And all of a sudden you see a red light pop up on your dash, you know, where your speedometer is. And it's a red light. Like, have you ever considered getting a hammer and hitting that light. Have you ever considered that? And the average person goes, that, that's a stupid question. Of course, I've never considered hitting that. Um, I said, well, what would you do? Well, most people would say, well, either I'd stop and see what the light is. Maybe my air tire pressure is low. Maybe I left the trunk open. Maybe the, you know, the uh, seat belt is not on, you know, my child in the back. The light is a signal, right? Mm-hmm. To cause you to pay attention, be aware, make a decision to fix it or to be aware of it and not do anything about it. Yeah. Well, when we talk about fear and we talk about the brain, we have this highly sensitive mechanism in our brain called the amygdala and the amygdala is not just the fear response center in the brain it's the emotional response center in the brain so let's say you have an idea to um to do something grand with your life um and there's some risk involved yeah of course 
there's some risk involved because you haven't done it before. Right. This highly sensitive part of your brain is going to send you a signal in the form of neurotransmitters, right? Whether it's cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine, these are neurotransmitters that get released by, by the brain into your bloodstream and it causes you to feel this, like almost like you've had too much caffeine, yeah. but the behavior is to stop. It's initially a stop sign. Now, what most people don't realize is you can actually use that fear fuel, <laughs> epinephrine, cortisol, as actually an accelerator once you understand that your brain is just sending you a signal for you to be aware of and to determine, do I really need to stop or do I need to accelerate and move faster towards my goals and dreams? But in the absence of learning how to self-regulate and how to manage emotions, emotions yeah. just stands for energy in motion. The fear signal, the amount of energy that's being put into our bloodstream when we're anxious or nervous or scared or uncertain is very, very, very high. But the word emotion is energy in motion in a calm, relaxed state you know, where we're a little bit more, yeah. you know, hey, how you doing, bud? High five. But in an excited state, right, we're going to be feeling this energy. Yeah. And most people don't know how to differentiate real danger. They misinterpret it. For potential danger. Yeah. Right. And the way our brain interprets right. information is anything that it has in our memory bank that resembles, okay, real danger or we've lost money, we've made a decision that was wrong, we've had emotional pain, financial pain, physical pain, our number one behavior is stop. Yeah. When the number one behavior when we feel fear is to create an environment for us to be able to analyze and then choose. Awareness is what gives us choice and choice is what gives us freedom. But in the absence of upgrading our emotional and mental regulation skills, we revert back to our highest level of training, which is zero for most people. <laughs> right. We resort back to our our habitual way of responding or misinterpreting and mismanaging our emotions, which is stopping. I love that. Awareness gives a choice. Yeah, let me correct one word. We revert back to our automatic ways of reacting. Yeah. Well reacting said. is different than responding. What we want to train ourselves to do is to react. Respond. I'm sorry, to respond. respond. Yeah. So now what happens is when we learn to respond, and we retrain our brain that fear signal doesn't mean stop. Fear signal means be aware, analyze, and then 99.9 .9 times out of 100, it means move forward anyway, cautiously. Now we are teaching ourselves to take inspired action. Every Navy SEAL does this. Every astronaut does this. Every CEO who's, who's built a company does this. Every firefighter does this. Every police officer does this. They feel fear, and then through training, they learn what to do so they move forward. The average person doesn't learn these things. They haven't learned how to use the most powerful biocomputer in the whole universe. And I mean, that's why I work with some of the top brain experts in the world who are doing the research. And then I like to 
to share with all of my students around the world. And that's, again, why we do the Brainathon every year. So the Brainathon, again, we're going to wait to get really into depth in this, but you've got these people lined up this Saturday for all these things that we're talking about to go deep, deep, deep dive. And it's several hours. This isn't like, oh, yeah, you know, it is several sessions. And if people sign up, they can access all these sessions for free. I can't believe we're doing this for free. Um, I said that when I first saw it, that this is something people would pay for. And, you know, most certainly you've. You've done a, an amazing job of highlighting, you know, you got people like Dennis Waitley, who's going to be there. Yeah. So he wrote, you know, he wrote the psychology of winning, which is yeah. one of the first and one of the best selling Nightingale Conant audio programs. I had it on audio because that this is starting to yeah. date myself how old I am um, back in the day. And it was one of that and the seeds of greatness, one of my favorites. But um, so the, go, if you guys are just gotten on here, or if you have to leave early, go to thebrainathon.com and get signed up. Or you can also text BRAIN to 571-639-4584. Um, you say, change the, change the story, stories that you're telling yourself, change your life. Uh, little, tell us about that. What do you mean? Change, what, what, are we, what, are, what kind of stories are we telling ourselves? We don't even realize we're telling ourselves. That reinforce them, these limiting beliefs on accident or out of habit yeah there's uh there's a guy by the name of jim lair um a brilliant tennis coach many many years ago and golf coach um, realized that every athlete and and every human uh as well we have this narrative this story that we tell ourselves about um our capabilities about what we deserve about how easy or hard things are about um you know, what we can achieve and what we can't achieve. Mm-hmm. And if, if you think about it for just a moment, right? Yeah. Where is that story? Like, right, if the story's in there. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and if this is a computer. Mm-hmm. If you imagine if your computer had, you know, a, a story or software and your computer couldn't perform at a level higher than or different than the software, it wouldn't make sense to look at your computer and go, hey, computer, change the software. Hey, psst, change the software. <laughs> um, now, maybe with voice recognition, we can do a little bit more of that today. But you'd have to reprogram the story or mm-hmm. the software so that the output would be different. Well, so one of the things that's really important to understand is we weren't born with a story. We weren't born with beliefs. We weren't born with habits. We weren't born with a self-image. We weren't born with a story which means that somehow we became conditioned to earn a certain amount of income, to build certain type of lifestyle, to accept whatever it is that we accept. And then since our brain's conserving energy and we are creatures of habit, we keep reinforcing the story that we tell ourselves. The story tells us of why we're achieving what we're achieving. Yeah, and we believe it. Why are we not achieving two or three X right now? So we come up with the stories, reasons, and excuses, and the beliefs to reinforce the current stories. Well, what would happen if you changed the story in here? Like, what would happen? You have a different outcome. Would you have a different outcome? Would you see opportunities that you maybe didn't see? Would you feel differently? Would you take inspired action instead of, you know, allowing fear or uncertainty to hold you back? And the answer is, of course you would. And so if we know that a a story is nothing more than a set of patterns in the brain and associations of the brain that have been reinforced, 
The question, and Joe, I know you know this brilliantly well, is can I interrupt the existing stories or patterns? Right. Yes. Can I deliberately choose a new story or patterns and then reinforce those? Yeah. Yes. Then the next question is like, when would now be a good time to start? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right? right. When would now be a good time to start how to learn how to deliberately and consciously evolve yourself? Yeah. Right. Put off, putting off and do it now. Yeah. And so, you know, when I came up with, you know, my book, Inner Size, but but even the Brainathon, I wanted to bring the scientists who were the best, whether uh, it was in limiting beliefs or self-image or fears or habits. I wanted to bring them onto the Brainathon with me since it's my passion. It's the it's based you know, we create our brain training programs as a result of all the research. But. It's just another way to get other brilliant people to share what they've discovered. You had mentioned Dennis Waitley as somebody that's going to be on this year's Brainathon. And Dennis is now on the Neurogym faculty. And he worked with Neil Armstrong, um, the first man who put his foot on the moon on training his brain before the Apollo mission. Amazing. Uh, he worked Amazing. with the Olympic athletes, as you know. He was the chairman of psychology for the Olympic athletes in the 80s. Yeah. And, um, and they were training the athletes' brains. They were training the astronauts' brains to react automatically yeah. in ways that would help them save their lives in the event, for example, that all the lights went out, all the electrical equipment went out. They would know how to do what they needed to do, basically with their eyes closed. Why? They created the map of the entire space capsule inside their brains over two, three, four years where yeah. everything was so that they can operate with their eyes closed, yeah. react in certain ways that were going to help them save their lives. And it's something that can be learned. That's the whole point of this. Yeah. And the reason why you're doing this yeah. brainathon is because these are real skills. Um, you talked about self-image, you know, people are, constantly asking, how do I change a habit? How do I develop and create new habits? Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. And then let's talk about this brain-a-thon a little more. Sure. So changing habits. Yeah. So changing habits. First, we understand, you know, how, how are habits created? Um, there's um, the, the habitual patterns of the brain. We know that every habit that we develop, uh, we weren't born with any habits, so we develop habits based on, you know, what we hear, what we see, what we feel, what we do, what we experience, et cetera. Yeah. And then because of rule number three of the brain to conserve energy, our brain makes automatic through a process called automaticity, right? Our brain makes automatic any pattern that's been created, whether it's good or bad, brain doesn't care. Whether it's constructive or destructive, brain doesn't care. Whether it empowers you or disempowering you, brain doesn't care. Yeah. It just makes automatic whatever pattern has been created and reinforced. So that's part one. Which gives us hope. Well, it gives us hope, yeah. So part one is to understand that every uh, habit has a trigger, a behavior, and a reward. Trigger behavior rewards. We can actually see the neural circuits activated in, in the brain around the trigger, what triggers it, um, the behavior that you follow through with, and then the reward, the dopamine release in our brain. So when we're looking at habits, the question is, what should we alter to create a new habit? And the answer is, it has to be the behavioral piece for 66 days to 365 days. Let me explain. 
whatever it is that's triggering you, positive or negative, okay, that's the trigger. When we do some exercises to be aware of our triggers, and then we alter the behavior ever so slightly, any interruption in the behavioral pattern changes the pattern. So the key is to understand how can I change a habitual pattern just enough at the behavioral level so that the trigger remains the same, behavior gets altered slightly over 66 days to 365 days, not 21 days like we used to believe, not 30 days, not four days, 66 to 365. All of my students commit to 100 days. If they don't want to commit to 100 days, I said, go learn from somebody else and come back to me when you are serious and ready. So 100 days are going to expire anyway. Just do it. That's right. So when we can alter a behavior ever so slightly. So, for example, somebody wants to um, earn more money. If I can get you to do one activity a day for one or two or three minutes for 100 days, that is a money making activity, high income or high impact activity. I can pretty much guarantee you in 100 days, you'll have the beginning of that habit and you will continue it if you reinforce it. Now, if you do it, you know, an hour today, an hour tomorrow, an hour the next day, and then stop for a week, don't waste your time. Give me 100 days times one minute a day. I prefer that. Why? The habit is more important than the intensity or duration at first. Let me repeat that. The habit is more important than the intensity or the duration at first. You want to floss your teeth every day, floss one tooth, put it down. Don't do it till tomorrow. You want to do anything to develop a habit. Give me 100 days of half a minute, one minute. I don't care what it is. Yeah. When you understand the neuroscience of habits, what happens is there's a place in the brain called the striatum that's connected to our hippocampus, our memory center. And when we build a habit for 100 days, we actually are wiring it in the implicit part of the brain, the hippocampus, the center of memory. Now, there's a big difference between long-term memory and short-term memory. Habits are part of long-term memory. Motivation, because you just read a book and went to a course, is short-term memory. Therefore, you do it like wiring in the unconscious memory, the implicit. You got it. So everything that I do and teach is around not just achieving results today, but sustainable results that you can build upon because you're developing empowering, constructive, positive habits versus motivation for a day or a week. Yeah. And, and you, you know, coming from someone who's built multiple multi-million dollar companies and knowing that you don't just tell this stuff because it's you think it might be useful it's no you you're backing everything up with science and data and research that your company has done over the years and then making it available to the world not just through your books but through your programs um i think probably one of the most impactful things you've done for me is to help me think more abundantly to think big around uh finance around money and you 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 title the brainathon um, I think the title on there is change your brain, change your income. Yep. So, you know, can all this lead to a more abundant, a more, uh, you know, financially free lifestyle for people if they were to apply themselves? I mean, it's unequivocally. Yes. yes right. I just, I want, this is my biggest thing. I want people to understand that it's within their reach. If they can change their mind, if they can learn how to work their brain, if they can learn how to apply these skill sets. That is why I'm having you here 
That's why I am pushing and saying, listen, get signed up for the Brainathon because where else you have access to these thought leaders in this space? And let's talk about it. Tell us about some of the people you have coming to the Brainathon. And for those of you guys listening, if you're not if you're not watching, you can go to thebrainathon.com and just get signed up. Love it. So here's a question I want to ask everyone before I tell them about the experts. Yeah. Um, do you already know things that you could be doing right now to make more money? And do you know things you could be doing right now to manage your money better? Do you already have some strategies and tactics? And the answer for almost everyone is, yeah, I know what I could be doing. Yeah. And so the question is, why aren't you doing it? Mm-hmm. And the answer is because there must be some kind of a mental or emotional block preventing you from taking action on what you already know. That's part one. Um, part number two is who's on the Brainathon. So Dr. Dennis Waitley and I will be talking about the new psychology of winning and fin- in financially and in life. So I'm going to be asking him questions about what he did to train the athletes. I'm going to be asking him, um, you know, what did he do? to uh, work with the astronauts, but then what's happening right now with the people that he's working with right now. Uh, Number two, uh, I've got um, Dr. Sarah Mackay, Oxford trained neuroscientist. And she is one of these people that is like a neuroanatomist that can tell you what's happening at the synaptic gap of your brain uh, when you're going after your financial goals or you want to goal. And she'll be sharing uh, some processes to help people stop struggling to achieve their goals and how to activate three key areas of their brain to be able to help them get into coherence and harmony to actually follow through to achieve goals versus setting goals. And she'll also be talking about a process um, on how to rewire your brain for greater financial and life success. That's Dr. Sarah Mackay. Uh, Dr. Joan Rosenberg is also on our faculty. Uh, at NeuroGym, and she'll be talking about, she's a leading expert in the world on emotions and on feelings and really helping people understand, you know, how do you um, feel the emotion of risk and then take action anyway? How do you feel vulnerable, okay, with if you're uncertain or um, uh, you don't know what to do? um, What do you do with those emotions and how to be aware and manage the emotions better? Um, Let me see, Dr. Maria Nemeth, is um, in her 70s, making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, still in her 70s. She's just an amazing psychologist who specializes in helping people make money at any age. And so she really gets into the neuroscience of making more money. Uh, we've got, let me see, Nurka is a dear friend of mine who's a master NLP practitioner. Super really- talented. Yeah, who really understands the meta-programming of our self-image, our limiting beliefs and fears. And she'll be giving us some techniques and tools on how to let them go. And she is really a rock star. I'll be doing a little session on how to turn on your brain success switch so that you are empowered and motivated and inspired every day to take action, regardless of the, you know, the fears of the limiting beliefs of the self-image that may be holding you back. So we'll take the best in neuroscience. We'll take the best in neuropsychology with the best techniques. And we're going to start, I think, at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning Pacific, 12 o'clock New York. And we'll probably go for six, seven hours like we do every year. And people will be able to learn with the experts. I also have clients of ours that are retraining their brains that are achieving some amazing successes right now. Yeah, and some of them I know. Yeah. They're going to be on there. Who's going to be on there? Like Mark, right? 
Mark. Mark's going to be on there. Mark's yeah. working with, uh, you know, with, with me uh, when he was 23 years old and, you know, he was not making any money. Now he's cranking out, you know, $500,000 a month. Uh, and that's the, you know, somebody who's, who's young and doing it, but what about somebody who's older? Uh, I think we, we've got Grace Reynolds will be coming on who was sold three times by the time she was five years old. Um, uh, she was just thrashed and traumatized around her self image, never made more than $20,000 a year as a social worker. Wow. Uh, she worked in refugee camps with 150,000 people in their camps, you know, on the borders, I believe it was Thailand and, um, in the Cambodia area. And now she's making $20,000 a month. She's in her sixties when she decided to use her brain, you know, in the ways that we've talked about today and what we'll show on the brainathon. Uh, we've got John Keichel, who built himself, uh, you know, from $1,000 left to his name, um, built himself a $10 million uh, real estate portfolio that now allows him to live the lifestyle of his dreams. So just people that are applying what's readily available to every one of us, a better user's manual for our brain. I see a lot of events. I see we are all kind of bombarded by different events and things that we can participate in. This is unique. What yeah, you're doing... Right. Not it's not just unique. It is valuable at, at, at the highest level for because it isn't about tactics. People are Joe. What you know? What tactics could I use for my business to grow my business? What strategies? And I teach it until I'm blue in my face, and I'm going. This isn't really what you need. What you need is a mindset shift. You need a complete mental reframing. And, and you need this mental work. And this it's like, it's not just a, a daily dose of a mental diet of reading some of these great books and books I recommend. It's the Brainathon is a, it's a day long crash course, several hours long buffet of getting your mind right from participating in this. So um, what can people expect from the Brainathon in terms of like, what, what, what's the format? How's it go? Um, what we've done for the last seven years, this will be our eighth, eighth year. And so, um, I'll open up right here in my, uh, my new home studio yeah. and, um, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll start off with obviously intros. We have prizes that we're giving away just for some fun and interaction all day long in, in the chat. Cool. Uh, I'll bring on one of our speakers. They'll teach, you know, for 25, 30 minutes. Uh, we'll do some Q and A's, um, you know, in the chat, we'll bring on one of our um, clients who's using what the teacher has been has been teaching that we'll bring on, you know, one speaker after the next. Um, lots of interaction, lots of Q&A, uh, lots of prizes that people could win to, to make it fun. And um, and it'll be probably about six or seven hours and people come for two or three or four or five or six hours. A lot of times people bring sit, bring their whole families year after year after year. They sit and make it a day. Yeah. Of training. Um, and if they have employees, they invite their employees. Uh, this is a game changer for people who um, uh, are serious about uh, stepping up into their potential. And it's for anybody who knows that they're capable of more, but yeah. they're not achieving their full stride right now where they're, they really are making the income they want, living the lifestyle that they want. They know that there is more um, that they could do, be, have, give. Then this will be an eye opener of why you may be stuck what yeah. to do if you're stuck? How do you break free, you know, to that next level and beyond of your own performance and potential? 
And it's all rooted in 100% science. And, you know, a lot of people, and I say that because a lot of people remember me from the movie, The Secret. Yeah. Um, and we talked about, you know, the, the uh, think, believe, and you'll achieve. Uh, but there's a, a lot more to it than that. You've got to take the right action also. Yeah. And so this is the right action of how to use your brain in ways that make achieving success effortless, not effortless, effortless. Less, not stressless, stress less. Love that. And so we're all working, we're all doing stuff, we're all trading our life for what we love. Why not do it easier and faster if it's possible? And that's what this brainthon's about: is to help you recognize what may be holding you back, give you the tools to break free, so you achieve your success faster and easier than ever before. Think, think about what we spend our time on on a Saturday. That comes, your time comes and goes, and. You know, it's it's never about money. Time is the real thing you can't get back, right. right? So if you're going to use that time and you truly do believe you should be investing your time wisely, whether it's during the work week or whether it's during a weekend or not, I mean, I'm a protector of my time. Those people who know me well know I am a I'm an insane protector of my time. I, every I, I run my life by a block calendar, and my family's time is in my block calendar. Yep. Um, I've got seven kids in the home under the age of 16. I'm constantly running and doing things for the children. But if I'm going to spend hours, you know, on a Saturday anyway, on whatever, college football can be DVR'd, you know, and you can fast forward through those college football commercials or whatever. But putting, you know, a brainathon on like this, I can't think of a better way to spend our time. And I am so happy you came on here to share this with everyone. Right. First of all, you did you you gave us a masterclass on how to get our minds right in just the short time we were able to spend together. So I appreciate you giving us real techniques, real mental strategies to improve. Because if everyone just stops right here and that's all they got, they're probably gonna put me on their Christmas card or their Thanksgiving card list this this holiday season. But at the end of the day, do something for yourself. If you're listening to this, if you're watching and you got value from John. Go sign up from his brainathon. Let's support him and the movement he's making right now, and and uh, the momentum of his company and what he's doing. It's just awesome, and I'm just so happy to be part of this. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, everybody, for for watching, and please share this with others. My goal is to um, help a billion people achieve their goals and dreams faster and easier than ever before, and that's their financial goals, their life goals. Uh, being better parents, uh, being healthier, being happier, yeah. and really loving life to the max and feeling like, you know, you're super proud of the life that you're blessed to have. Yeah, man, well put. With that said, everyone, thank you so much. If you're watching this live or you're watching this on social media, put your biggest takeaway in the comments. Make sure you go to thebrainathon.com and sign up. If you're listening to this in your car, get signed up this Saturday. John will be there with all of his special guests. John, thank you so much. Everyone have a blessed, blessed day. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Joe. Tune in next week for the Not Your Average Joe Show with international business mentor Joe Soto. 